Welcome, everyone, to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 137, and we're discussing our spring 2023 anime first impressions. This episode will be spoiler-free, so no worries if you haven't seen any of the anime on our list. We are back. After a long month of no recordings, we are back behind the microphone, and it feels it feels good. Yeah, it feels really good being back behind the podcast mic. I feel like I'm a little bit rusty, but getting back into the swing of things. I think most of you are wondering, what do you mean you guys are back? <laughs> We've had you've had episodes throughout all of April. But those were all pre-recorded so that we could focus on taking care of the newest member of our family. Yeah, we anticipated that uh, April was going to be pretty insane for us as brand new parents. So we teed up all those episodes for you guys. But on our end, it has been, I think, just about a month, about four weeks or so since we've last recorded anything. So yeah, if we're if we're a little out of sync, if we're getting back into the groove of things, thank you for bearing with us. I think one of the biggest changes for me um, going from pre-baby recording to now is that I can breathe. I don't yeah. sound out of breath because I'm not massively pregnant. So thank you guys, as always, for bearing with me throughout the um, last several episodes where I probably sounded like I was about to pass out. Wasn't the case. It was just a bit hard for me to catch my breath. But as far as a quick update on the baby, um, he was born in early April. He is doing well. He's very healthy. um, And we're trying to figure out how to record and balance being parents with being podcasters. I think one of the interesting things that we've done is uh, we keep him with us in the podcast room so we just kind of try to record around all of his fussiness or all Mm -hmm. of his noises who knows he might be a featured guest on some of our podcasts as he just made a nice cooing sound (laughs) so uh yeah you might hear him in the background a bit uh well yeah i'm sure we'll start to get the hang of it this sort of new way for us to record our podcast episodes now that we have a new producer for the podcast, or I guess assistant producer alongside Rigby, of course. (laughs) And thank you so much to everybody who's shown us a ton of support um, and has been really excited about our baby and everything. We we love it. We, We definitely feel the love from our Strictly fam, from our Strictly community, Um, especially to everybody who participated in our baby name game in one of our recent episodes. That was a lot of fun. I think the the name that's definitely stuck the most, the anime character name that's stuck the most for our our little boy now that we've gotten to know him a little bit better is Gone Freaks. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, baby Gone. Baby Gone. So cute. <laughs> but yes, thank you, everyone. We We love you all so much. And we have a lot of things that we want to catch up on since it has been a little while. And one of the first things that we want to share is a huge welcome to our newest patron, Lazo. Yes, we are so happy to have Lazo as part of our patron community in our Strictly family. So thank you so much, Lazo, for your support. We are glad that you sprung into our lives. Yes, we really appreciate it, Lazo. Thank you so much for your support. It does go a long way and it means a ton to us. And if any of you guys like to support the show and get access to things like our bonus episodes and our pre-shows, even see our show schedules ahead of time or submit questions for us to answer on our podcast, then head over to patreon.com slash strictly series. 
And if Patreon's not your thing, or if you prefer non-monetary ways to support us, there are a ton of ways to do so. Um, I think one of the biggest ways to support us is to follow us on your preferred listening platform. And if that platform has the option to leave ratings and reviews, doing that I think helps us out a ton as well. Spotify is probably where we get the most of our reviews. They have a star rating system. So if you listen to us on Spotify, on the iOS or Android app, and you've listened to at least 30 seconds of the podcast, which would be by now if you've gotten this far into this episode, you can hit the stars, leave us a rating, and again, that helps us out a ton. You can also subscribe to get notified on whatever platform you listen to us on. That way you know when new episodes are posted. You can join our Discord so you can chat with us and all of our other listeners in that community. You can even follow us on social media, on Instagram at The Strictly Series and on Twitter at Strictly Series. Or one of the biggest ways that podcasts grow is through word of mouth. So if you enjoyed the podcast and you know of a friend who also loves anime and potentially likes podcasts as well, you can recommend our podcast to them. Another exciting update since our hiatus um, is that I actually lied about getting back into the swing of things with podcast recording <laughs> uh, because I actually did record a podcast during our hiatus but that was as a featured guest on the anime brothers podcast with jd and we were discussing a pretty special series from the winter 2023 anime season and that can be special in many different ways but we were discussing trigun stampede and i was also joined by Jeff from Otaku Host Club and Dan from Otaku Host Club. So the four of us talking about this reboot of a classic anime. I don't even know if you'd consider it a reboot or a retelling, but there was definitely a mix of positive and lukewarm opinions about the show. Although I will say one person definitely did not like the show out of the four of us. Um, so I won't go into spoiler territory in that regard, but I highly recommend that each of you go out and listen to that podcast with Anime Brothers. I believe that episode should be live as of the release of this episode. I'm interested to know who didn't like it because you know me. I'm very salty about <laughs> Trigun Stampede because I love the original Trigun and also I'm not a big fan of CG and anime. So yeah, I wonder who's in the same ballpark as me. Although I, don't, I can't really talk because I didn't watch Trigun Stampede. Yeah, I mean, I had to kind of stomach all of that and, and get through the show. I guess slight spoilers is that it wasn't me. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think if you know the four of us of the four podcast hosts uh i think you can tell which one is probably gonna have the most averse opinion about the show yeah i, I have my guess <laughs> and last but certainly not least we actually got a very unexpected but very much appreciated surprise from one of our patrons hernstrom uh, they had actually sent us a package from their country of sweden uh so it literally traveled across the globe to get over to us. Uh, but yeah, Herdstrom reached out to me and said that they wanted to send us a package just just because. Um, I don't know if it was related to the arrival of our newborn, but I think it was just out of appreciation for our podcast. And of course, I want to make sure that we say to Herdstrom, thank you so much for this package. And you know, I think we have more appreciation that you would even listen to us and enjoy our content. Uh, so this was, again, very unexpected. 
of you to send. But again, we sincerely appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. This was incredibly unexpected, incredibly cool. I mean, for us to be able to say that one of our listeners, one of our Patreon supporters sent us a gift in the mail from another country is just wild. I'd never thought in a million years we would reach a point where someone enjoys our content this much to send us a gift. So thank you so, so much, Hernstrom. And I'm excited to see what's in this box. Yes. So Courtney actually has no clue what's in this package. I have an inkling from what Hernstrom has told me, but I think there will still be surprises for both of us along the way. So yeah, let's go ahead and crack this thing open. This is a live reaction. Um, we So Carl has cut open the box. I pre-cut the box just so you didn't have to listen to me have to <laughs> struggle through that. But let's see. So you're opening it up. There's some bubble wrap on top. Yes. Um, so let me get this bubble wrap out of the way. You hear some uh, unboxing ASMR in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I do have a note here from Hernstrom. And so I'll go ahead and read it out live here. It says, or let me put the box down. All right, and then I have the note in hand. So it says, hello, Courtney and Carl. It's Hernstrom here. I've been thinking of sending you guys something for a while now. I finally figured out what I wanted to include in the package. So I contacted Carl and asked for some sizing measurements and shipping logistics. Ooh. So there's a clue there. I included a bag of envelopes and two soft packages in the package. Please go ahead and open the plastic bag that holds the envelopes and please welcome to my game show Strictly Anime Quiz 2022 edition. <laughs> In today's program, we are going to test the knowledge of both Courtney and Carl from their 2022 podcast year. Our producers worked very hard on this project and spent countless hours studying and made sure to give the most authentic game show experience. <laughs> there are going to be about 15 questions in total. There's going to be a question on the outside of the envelope and inside the envelope. You'll find the answer when both of you answer. This is a game where both of you can answer together or separately up to you. However, there are some questions specifically targeted towards only... Sorry, it's specifically targeted towards one of you. I marked the envelopes with numbers, and you'll start with number one, and Carl starts off reading the first question and answer, and then Courtney takes number two, and so on. Both of you can answer all questions except the ones that say otherwise. I didn't seal the envelope, so hopefully the answers stay inside. You can open the soft packages when you complete the quiz, and we are real gentlemen, me and Carl, so we will let you open your package first, ladies first after the quiz. <laughs> let the quiz begin and please let me introduce you to the hosts and contestants of the Strictly Anime 2022 quiz, our hosts San Miguel and the Asian Men. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this will be a quiz show as well as a anime first spring anime first impression show. <laughs> so I've got the envelopes sorted out here and I think we will go ahead and give our individual answers for each question. So I'll go ahead and start with question one, which says, you had an amazing year in 2022, but how many episodes did you record and put out for us last year? Strictly anime, JoJo, and AOT included. Ooh. Um, I, well, there's 52 to... weeks in a year. Yeah. Plus, we are normally bi-weekly for Strictly JoJo. But then we had Stone Ocean for most mm -hmm. of last year. Then a and, couple of AOTs. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to guess 
I don't know, like 150? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, I'm bad gonna, at math. <laughs> I'm just going to guess a little bit lower. I'm going to guess 120. Uh, so let's see what the answer is. The <laughs> answer is 104 total episodes. Oh, I was way, way overestimating yes, that. <laughs> strictly anime had 52, which makes sense. Um, weekly podcast for the year. AOT had 12 and JoJo had 40. Question number two reads, you guys recorded a lot of episodes last year, but how many hours of content did you give us? Strictly Anime, JoJo, and AOT included. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Some of these were like two hours long, especially the Attack on Titan episodes. Yeah, I'm just going to do simple math, average it at about two hours. No, it's not even two hours. Uh, okay, one and a half hours per episode. That would be... Okay, I, I can't do mental math. I want to say... Like 180 hours. I was going to say 175. Let's see what the answer is. Oh, my gosh. So the answer is 141.5 hours. <laughs> Strictly Anime had 82.8 hours. Our AOT special event had 18.3 hours. Strictly JoJo had 40.4 hours. Um, AOT includes only the 12 episodes from season four, part two, and not seasons one, two, three, Part one, season three, part two, because we did do a retrospective mm -hmm. on AOT. Oh my God, wow. that's a lot of hours. <laughs> Hernstrom putting in these calculations for the statistics. <laughs> All right, so question three says In 2022, you guys did watch and review a fair amount of anime movies. Can you tell me how many movies and the names of the movies you reviewed? Uh, okay, so oh boy, there was a Studio Ghibli one for sure. We did My Neighbor Totoro and we did mm -hmm. Spirited Away. We did, oh my God, <laughs> was it Pancreas last year? <sighs> was it last year? It's such a blur. It is. <laughs> um, I want to say no. I don't think we did. <laughs> oh, God. What big movies came out last year? Was it oh, Jujutsu a... Kaisen movie last yeah, year? Yeah, okay, so there's three. Demon Slayer movie? <laughs> Didn't that come out 21? Train? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think that came out 21. Guys, I don't know. I'm so okay. bad at remembering dates. <laughs> um, what was another? St. Onisan? Was yeah, the one? that's okay, another so one. So five. <laughs> I lost count. I'm just going to say five. I don't remember all the... <laughs> I'll say eight. Okay, let's see. Wow, we don't... We I don't guess, know our own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Answer is six. Ooh, okay. So we have episode 76, My Neighbor Totoro. Episode 79, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero Movie. Episode 85, Wolf Children. Episode 101, Tokyo Godfathers. Episode 103, Spirited Away. And episode 115, Your Name. I knew there was a Makoto Shinkai film in there. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we don't we don't know our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four reads, you guys had a lot of cool guests in 2022, but do you remember them all? How many guest episodes did you give us in 2022 across Strictly Anime, Strictly JoJo, and AOT? Ooh. Um, okay, so mm. let's see. We had Brian from TV and Movie Trivia Pod on for the Attack on Titan stuff. Yes. We had Simping for Senpai. Um, Shield Hero. Yeah, Shield Hero. <laughs> that was a fun one. Um, we had Sam from Anime Summit for the trope tier list mm -hmm. um oh and, the Crunchyroll anime awards we had otaku melancholy yeah. on. uh anime brothers yes or hunter hunter yeah that was that was a good one um we had otaku host club on to talk about cosplaying and conventions mm -hmm. and then we also had nito cafe on for a very interesting guest spot um 
during one of our our episodes. It was the winter impressions. I think so. I don't know why I remember winter specifically, but but I think we had Brian on. So we had Brian on for a couple of them, but I don't remember how many. I think there was there was the initial one for the final season of Attack on Titan, and then he was on for one of the retrospectives too. Yeah, so I want to say twice. And then I don't think we had any guests in 2022 for JoJo. No, I don't think so. Okay. Hopefully we, we got them all. Let me look so at the answer was here. Was that like seven or eight? Oh, I, I didn't I didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, answer nine or ten, depending if you count in Anime Central. Oh, <laughs> for our... our uh, live recording? Yeah, our live recording for our <laughs> panel. Um, so yeah, we had AOT special with Brian from TV Movie Trivia Pod, Nito Cafe, Otaku Melancholy Podcast, Otaku Host Club, Anime Brothers, Sound from Anime Summit, the live panel from Anime Central 2022, Ash from Sipping for Senpai Podcast, Shonen Flop, and then Brian again from TV and Movie Trivia Pod. So yeah, the, everyone's amazing. We, we've all loved all people. of our guests and they're they're really good friends of the podcast too. Question five, which was the shortest episode you recorded and how short? Um, pulling from Strictly Anime, Strictly JoJo, and AOT. Would it be our intro episodes, episode zero? See, I don't know if this includes 2022. Because these have all been themed around 2022. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess if it's not specific to 2022, I would say probably our intro episodes. Um, or thinking, I could be wrong, though. I'm thinking uh, specifically for 22. I want to say My Neighbor Totoro. Because uh, I remember like <laughs> editing all of these. I think, I think I remember it was the sh- like one of the shortest ones. Like clocking in around 45 minutes or so. Um, but let's see what the answer is. Oh, I was wrong. Uh, it was episode 77 of Strictly JoJo, Stone Ocean, Gravity of the New Moon. Ooh. 37 minutes and 33 seconds. Oh, that seems so short that. compared to how long our episodes usually are, which is like one to two hours. Yeah. Because uh, I thought with like the Stone Ocean reviews, we had lengthy episodes, but I guess I was wrong. Question number six. Which was the longest episode you recorded and how long? Um, again, across Strictly Anime, Strictly JoJo, and AOT. It's got to be one of our AOT episodes. Isn't there one where we recorded for almost three hours? Yeah, it was like the memories of the future or yeah. something. Okay, wait, let's see if that's right. Um, but I want to also say, I think Ranking of Kings was a long episode. The answer is episode 72 of the Crunchyroll Anime Awards with Otaku Melancholy podcast at two oh, hours and 52 minutes. That was a long one I because there were so many that. categories yeah. to go through. Question seven. On your first live panel, episode 89, Waifu Wars, you guys had a bracket of anime waifus to decide who's the number one waifu in anime. Can you tell me who was the first waifu to get eliminated? <sighs> Shit. Um, I think it was Comey, wasn't it? It might have been. I thought we started off with Marin from My Dress Up Darling and Comey from Comey Can't Communicate. Well, I know Marin was not the first yeah. to be eliminated. No, I, I just remember being severely disappointed that I think she was eliminated the first round. So I was going to say survey says, but it's not a survey. Answer Comey. Comey <laughs> got dumpstered by Marin. Marin at 62% of the vote and Comey at... 38% of the vote. Nice. Not nice. <laughs> Question number eight. What Strictly Anime episode number was the review of Demon Slayer Season 2, The Entertainment District? Oh, number. That I do not know, which is funny because <laughs> I do all of like 
the numbering and, and scheduling for our podcast, but I don't remember. I know for sure it was before episode 100. I want to say it's somewhere in the 80s. Let's see what number it was. Oh my God, the paper was so small. I was like, is it in here? <laughs> um, answer, episode 75. Oh, You're close. Close, rounded up. Question nine. Courtney, what did Carl rate his golden gem marmalade boy on my anime list? Six out of ten. <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure that's right. Answer, a six. Yeah, you're <laughs> correct. I remember that because our one friend, uh, Aaron from Under the Bun, was like, you spent all that time watching this anime just to rate it a six out of ten. Yeah. Question number 10. Carl, Courtney has over 20 10 out of 10 scored anime on mail. Can you name me five out of those perfect 10s, JoJo excluded? Oh, I was going to say, like, JoJo parts one through five. I know you rate them all 10 out of 10. Yes, they're always 10 uh, out of 10. <laughs> I think Cowboy Bebop's one. Um, maybe uh, or Attack on Titan final season. Or no, Attack on Titan season three, part two. Uh, I don't know, Clannad. <laughs> uh, what else? What else do you really like? Inuyasha and Toradora. Hernstrom has here My Dress Up Darling, AOT Season 3 Part 2, AOT mm. Season 4 Part 1, AOT Season 4 Part 2, Fruits Basket The Final, Haikyuu Season 2, Hunter Hunter, Toradora, Code Geass Season 1 and 2, Cowboy Bebop, and then, uh, it's listed here, Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop movie. It's actually not the movie. It's the little um, like oh, special of Ein, Ein because, Vacation. Yes, because that one holds a special <laughs> place in my heart because of our corgi named Ein. So yeah, those are my 10 out of 10s. And then it lists here literally eight different JoJo's with perfect 10s. Is there even eight seasons of JoJo? Uh, well, <laughs> technically some of them are broken up into parts on Mal. Yeah. So like Stone Ocean has like three parts. Stardust, Stardust Crusaders has two parts. So, yes, all of JoJo is a perfect 10 out of 10. Yeah, so I think I got three out of your list. <laughs> Question 11. How many NSFW pictures did Classy bless us with in the Strictly Anime Discord? Oh my Discord God. can be found down in the description. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. Oh, that's... I can't... I don't even know. I'm going to ballpark it at like 300 I'm going to ballpark it at 500. Shout out to you, Classy, for keeping that channel alive. Yes, Classy Ulysses. <laughs> so the answer is not enough. Okay, I agree with that. Question number 12 just says fun fact. Let's see. <laughs> what, is what does it say? Did you know that bungee gum possesses the properties of both rubber and gum? <laughs> no, I did not. Thank you for letting us know that very fun fact. <laughs> nice. I like that reference. Question 13. You made your Discord in 2022. It hit pretty hard and it continues to grow every day. What makes a good Discord a good Discord? The emotes. Can you tell me what are the top five most used Strictly Anime emotes in the Strictly Anime Discord? I think it's the waving hello one. Um, mm -hmm. which is Sailor Mars. It's the Sailor Moon Heart Eyes. Mm. Um, I'll say the, the Aaron screaming. Yeah, the Aaron Yeager screaming meme. The Hisoka Gasm one. And then I want to say the light laughing meme. Yeah, I'll go with those. All right, I'm curious about these. So the answer is Sailor Moon Heart Eyes, Sailor Mars Wave. Got those Aaron scream. Yeah, Aaron Scream, Light Laugh, 
and then it's the flock shh. Oh, <laughs> well, you're so close. Four out of five. <laughs> Not bad. Question number 14. Let the games begin. We get it, Carl. You really like Batman references, but how many references did you actually say in 2022? Hmm. I don't think I said many. So, Are I'm, you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm thinking back. I know I said a lot like in our first two years, but maybe not in this third year. Uh, I'm going to say three. Three is no way. In all of 2022, <laughs> there's no way. You would have like, like at I know least double digits. I know significantly fewer. Okay, I'll, I'll bump it up to eight. Well, the answer is no one really knows, but I'm sure Warner Brothers owes you some money for all the free marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. And last question, question 15. Which was the objectively best episode you recorded last year? Hmm. Objectively the best? I'm going to say domestic girlfriend. <laughs> no reason for it, but I think that was the best. I'll go with that too. And the answer is <laughs> obviously Strictly Anime episode 102, domestic girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that was a really fun quiz show. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm surprised we have all of those statistics about our podcast. That was fun. I, I feel like I don't even know our podcast as well as I should because I was really bad at all those answers. But it's kind of cool to look back on a lot of those things and see how much we've grown, how long we've recorded, mm -hmm. how many episodes we've put out, um, and all the other fun stuff that goes along with being part of the uh, the Strictly fam, the Strictly series. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you, Hernstrom, for compiling those and for kind of being our historian in that sense. Um, I think the last thing that is included in this package are some gifts for us. I'm so excited. So I'm going to unravel these for a moment. More sorry. unboxing yeah, ASMR. Sorry for the harsh ASMR. Oh, it's in another package. So let me open these. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if Sweden just has a lot of, like, packaging and wrapping paper but i think we finally made it to the gift um, but it looks like hernstrom included additional notes uh, for our packages mine reads we here are big aot fans and i've seen your mal progress carl it's horrible so at first i thought of making <laughs> martin kitagawa step on komi-san but i'm not pure evil so here you go our favorite captain windex man I went safe and didn't make something way too crazy out there in case you guys are ashamed of being weebs. Anya smug emoji. <laughs> and my note says, I thought for a while what I should make for Carl and it took me some research and scouting. However, for you, I instantly knew what I wanted to make. Hope it fits and please blame Carl if it's too big or too small. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think you can tell by now, Courtney, that these are pieces of clothing for us as gifts. I'm so excited. So, so we'll rip these open and More see. ASMR. Oh my God, that is, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh my God, how cool. I love it. Okay. Wait, let me see yours. Whoa. Oh my that's God, legit. that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, so looks like Hernstrom made me a sweater because I, I think they do embroidery on sweaters like they share that in the discord uh it's like a silhouette of 
uh, Captain Levi from Attack on Titan, but in his cleaning outfit. Levi HL. Levi That's so H-O. cool. I love like the minimalism. That is yeah. so cool. And then mine is the Hunter Hunter logo with a silhouette of Gone Freaks in the middle. Wow. I love That's it. That's perfect oh my for God. you. I love Gone so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Hernstrom. This is awesome. I can't wait to wear this. Yeah. like This, this is unbelievable. Again, you didn't have to go through these efforts, but we sincerely appreciate it. We, we're glad that you enjoy listening to our podcast and, again, enjoy our content. Uh, it's it's crazy, again, to think that you're listening to us from the other side of the world, uh, but you know that, that just means the world to us. It does. Thank you so much. Like when, when Carl mentioned that we had a package from you, I figured it was, you know, the gift and um, that, of course, is, is plenty. That, that's more than enough. But all these questions and fun facts about Strictly Anime and Strictly JoJo, I mean, it just it means the world to us. It really does. And of course, your continued support. We appreciate you so incredibly much. Thank you again. We'll share pictures of these sweaters in the Discord so everyone can see Hernstrom's talent. And as Hernstrom has already plugged earlier, I'll, I'll reiterate, if you're not a member of our Discord, the link to join is in the description. All right, so let's jump into the Spring 2023 Anime First Impressions. Um, as always, we have the same format here, but I'll, I'll reiterate it because I know we only do this epi- this type of episode four times a year, but we're going to share our first impressions of all the new anime from the season. We try to do it about three or so weeks into the season, so we've got a good number of episodes watched and we get a good sense of what the anime is about. And what we'll do is we'll share what we're currently watching from a previous season. We'll share whatever we've uh, completed from this season, what we're currently watching from this season, any anime we may have dropped, and then anything that we haven't started yet, but will be um, uh, or is on our watch list that will be starting soon. And if you want to hear our final thoughts on the season after it's finished, that is exclusive for our patrons. And we've recently posted our winter 2023 end of season review over there. So if you're interested, head over to patreon.com slash strictly series. So what are your initial thoughts on spring 2023? I thought the anime selection for spring 2023 was very unexpected, particularly because there's, I feel like there's a wide variety of anime this season in across different genres. Of course, you have the the mainstream ones. I'm looking at Demon Slayer and Vinland Saga that are, again, mainstays. Uh, and you have stuff that go from like thriller to action comedy to like rom-com i mean i'm sure there are a lot of there's like wide varieties in every season but just this one this season in particular it seemed significant i completely agree i i felt the exact same way or feel the exact same way about this season it has a great variety i feel like Oftentimes, some seasons can be saturated with a lot of isekai or a lot of romance anime. And while we certainly have that in spring 2023, there's something unique about each of the anime, at least on our list. Even if it feels like an anime we've seen before, there's some nuance or some you know, plot line that makes it stand out pretty significantly. So I'm very pleased so far with spring 2023. I feel like I'm very into almost every single one of the anime that I've put on my watch list. And I could see myself following through with all of them. Hopefully I don't have any dropped this season. So we're going to start with the category of anime that are continuing from the previous season, which would be winter 2023. And the first one on the list is Vinland Saga season two. 
If you tuned into episode 133 of Strictly Anime, that was our part one review of Villain Saga season two. And you'll probably know that we are really, really enjoying it. Yeah. Just seeing the evolution of Thorfinn as a character from season one to season two has been an absolute joy and wonder to to witness. And I know things seem to be coming ahead in this second core, although I don't think it's like I think they've been hinting towards this significant conflict that's to come. But right now the story seems to be heading to a a side story that still has a lot of weight and emotion to it and i still feel invested even though it it seems like a side story and getting to see how torfin comes to terms with this this side story and how this might clash with his ideals is going to be an interesting one and as of right now, we have uh, watched 16 out of the 24 episodes of Inland Saga Season 2. It's very highly rated for the season, and I agree with that rating. I think it's it's great, and we're excited to do our Part 2 review and talk all about the latter half of this amazing season. Next up, um, actually the next three might be ones on my list for continuing from last season. So I have on here The Misfit of Demon King Academy 2, which I've put on hold only because with the baby coming and everything, I needed to thin out my winter 2023 selection a little bit. So I do plan to finish it, um, but that'll probably be in the coming weeks. I'm not in a huge rush to finish that one because I think the score is kind of mid. I don't think it's as strong as the first season. The next one is Near Automata. I've also put that one on hold, mostly because there's a production delay. I don't know if they've started airing the episodes again, but yeah, the last I heard there was a production delay and I figured I'm just going to put it on hold. I'm going to wait till everything is, is done, wait till the season or whatever has wrapped up and I'll just binge watch it. And then I also have Kuba Won't Let Me Be Invisible, also on hold for the same reason as Near, which is a production delay. I got through halfway, uh, halfway through the season. I think I got six episodes done, and that's where they paused the um, airing schedule. So I'm just waiting for this one to pick up again, although I may also wait until it's done so I can binge the rest of it. I forgot about Near Automata. I wanted to watch that one, but also just wait until the delay was over with. We can binge it together. Yeah. <laughs> Now moving on to the anime that's currently airing for spring 2023 that we are watching. Um, in no particular order, I'm going to start us off with My Love Story with Yamada-kun at level 999. Yes, finally, a rom-com that I actually enjoy. <laughs> you are really enjoying this. And for um, where we're at, we're at episode four. So we're current, I believe. Um, with this out of 13 episodes. And I would say four episodes in, it's setting up a really interesting premise. Yeah, I know you've you've asked if this compares to bottom tier character Tomozaki. Uh, after watching this up until those four episodes, I don't think they're similar. The only thing that they are similar in is that they're kind of themed around gaming. Um, but in this case, unlike Tomozaki, who is this kind of social outcast who started to open up a bit more. This is just a pure love story uh, between Akane, the female lead, chasing after Yamada, the male lead, uh, like linking them towards this video game. Uh, what was it called? Forest of Savior? I think so, yeah. 
so I think it's interesting that the roles are reversed in this sense because it's it's the female love interest this time going for the male love interest, which reminds me that's kind of what Marmalade Boy was. <laughs> well, I'm excited about Yamada-kun because the title literally says my love story with Yamada-kun. So I know we're probably going to get a slow burn, but at least we know that they're going to end up together at some point. Otherwise, the title is extremely misleading. So that, that gets me excited. It makes me motivated to dive into this romance. And I will say that the animation is like really good for no reason. It's just like really mm-hmm. clean. It's brightly colored. I love the art style. I love the character designs. And I think that Madhouse is like pulling out all the stops for animation quality. Yeah, it's it's very plain looking animation, but at the helm of Madhouse, it just looks so clean. Like you said, it like there's a simplicity to it, a simplicity to it, but it gives off this sort of nice fluffiness yeah and even just akane her character design again very simple very simply drawn her eyes aren't like the ones that you typically see like comparing it with oshinoko which i'm sure we'll talk about um there's none of that like glitz and glamour to her eyes but she's just her character design is just so pleasant and i think that's what i enjoy about this show is that uh even though it's not a, like flashy animation, it's still pleasing to look at. Although the only thing that weirds me out about the character designs is Yamada's giraffe neck. His neck is yeah. so long. His neck goes on for days. And then he's <laughs> that little Adam's apple sticking out too. I will also say that the music slaps. The soundtrack has like this lo-fi, lo-fi vibe kind of thing going on and I'm into it. Next up, we have My Home Hero, which has, it's slated for 12 episodes. We have watched three episodes so far. And I feel like this has a really cool premise, but the animation to me is poo-poo. It's it's poo-poo. I don't like it. I don't know why it looks so bad. Yeah, I don't know if it's just emulating the manga's style, but My Home Hero was a definite surprise for me for spring because it's so different from anything this season. I think the thing I can compare it to in recent memory is Odd Taxi and how this is some sort of like psychological thriller, especially because in my home hero, not to delve into too many details, it's about a hardworking middle-class father who is just trying to make some ends meet for his daughter, but making those ends meet starts to become really dicey. And it's just so fascinating seeing how things kind of work out for him and his family in every episode. I saw somewhere, I think it was like a YouTube comment for the trailer that this is almost like an anime version of Breaking Bad, which I haven't watched and I don't think you've watched as well, Courtney. Well, I feel like the premise is different than that. Isn't it about a dad who, like, basically his daughter is being abused by her boyfriend, so he tries to help her, and then through doing that, he gets wrapped up in the Yakuza? Yeah, making ends meet, <laughs> in, in a way. Well, yeah, that's that's the, the synopsis is he's trying to um, help his daughter, and then through that, he gets... Uh, he gets unexpectedly tied up with the yakuza and now they're trying to figure out a way to he's basically trying to figure out a way to protect his family i have more of like vibes from taken 
the movie Taken with yeah. Liam Neeson mm-hmm. than like Breaking Bad. Because Breaking Bad, I, I don't know, I've never seen it, but I get the idea behind it. And I feel like Taken is closer to like what the premise is like. I think the comparison was more uh, in terms of the storytelling. Oh, how, okay. Like how the writing was like is obviously very strong in Breaking Bad. And I think here it, like with my home hero, it seems to be a very intricate plot. And again, the twists and turns that are coming up, it just keeps you on your toes and on the edge of your seat as you watch each episode. But yeah, it, it kind of suffers from the fact that the animation is just a little too janky. But I can forgive that if the story is still pretty top notch. Yeah, I'm the same. Like I, I, I want a, a clean looking anime, but as long as the story is interesting and it can keep my attention, I can I can deal with the animation looking kind of mid. Next up is a romance. I think um, it's called "The Dangers in My Heart," and I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. I know. You're not watching this, um, but I think maybe it could be one that you want to pick up. I'm four episodes in out of 12, and I don't know. Something about this is is weird. Like, I, I, I kind of get where they're going with the story, but four episodes in, I'm like, is it a romance? And then they kind of hint that it is a romance, but I don't know where they're going. Like, I, just, I don't know what to make of this show. Like, I'm interested, but I can't tell what the end goal is or what the point is besides some sort of embedded romance somewhere in there. I just read the premise on Wikipedia and I'm kind of like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's interesting. You'll have to let me know how this one plays out. What I think is is really good about this show is how unexpectedly stylized it can be. Like it has all this quirky humor and then the romantic moments are done so well where they suddenly like slow things down and let the realization seep into the main character that he's developing feelings for the female protagonist or lead character and even the moments where they choose to show the episode title cards are done with such intention that it like enhances the important moments you can tell that there's a lot of care going into this show not only with animation quality but again with the the way the storytelling is done and i think that's what's making it stand out to me compared to other romance anime is just the way that the storytelling is is done with again such intention and it's done in such a stylized way The next one on the list is also, I think, a romance, but maybe not, and that's Skip and Loafer. I am three episodes in out of 12 episodes. Are you planning to watch this one, or is this one not on your list? No, I put this on my plan to watch list. Uh, I think I've voiced my concerns about rom-coms and how picky I am now with them, but I think this one I, I might find a little more intriguing so i actually okay this one like the dangers in my heart i I can't quite tell if it's going to be a romance because it's slated as or listed on mal as a drama there's no mention of romance but i'm kind of getting vibes like there is going to be some romance or maybe some romantic subtext to this show Um, i can see where they're going with the drama piece of it i think at the point that i'm at in the anime they're starting to drop hints that there is some drama that will unfold that there's some backstory to some of these characters that we're going to dive into and I'm looking forward to that but I can't quite tell if there's also going to be a romantic element to it I kind of hope so but I don't know what to expect on that front 
I also feel like the animation quality is super fucking good for, again, no reason. Um, like the the OP animation looks so clean. It has a really cool OP. Um, it's very unique. I could see it maybe being uh, slated for some of these like best OP of the year type things because it's very stylized and unique. It's like the two main mm. characters dancing and it looks really, really good. But again, like um, my love story with Yamada-kun, I feel like the animation quality is so good when it doesn't need to be. Not that that's a bad thing. I think PA Works does skip in a little for um, having previously done Buddy Daddies for winter. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, I, I think once I'm caught up on some of these seasonals, I'll add this one to the mix. Because uh, if if it does include that bit of drama alongside the romantic comedy, I'm, I'm down for that. Rather than just seeing seeing like a, a love story play out very slowly over the course of 12 episodes i know you hate that slow burn <laughs> yeah next is magical destroyers which is on your list yeah so i stumbled upon this anime kind of randomly i don't even know that it was coming out in the spring but i saw a tweet uh come out where did i see it? okay there's a link to atarashi gako here because this is an original anime with character designs by Jun Inagawa, who's this DJ who also did the t-shirt designs for Atarashi Gakko's uh, tour last year. I think their, their US tour last year. And I think I had seen him tweet out a preview of this show and that's what got me interested. And yeah, it turns out the show is called Magical Destroyers or Maho Shoujo. It's a show about an alternate reality of japan i think akihabara is in like, the first episode where it's these oppressed otaku that are fighting back for their lost otaku culture and way of life which is being destroyed by this unknown organization for reasons also unknown and it's all led by this character called the otaku hero and his I guess, kind of sidekick anarchy, uh, both of which are voiced by, or Otaku Heroes voiced by Makoto Furukawa, who's known as Saitama or One Punch Man. And then Anarchy is voiced by Fairuz Ai, who Jojo fans know as Jolene, or Chainsaw Man fans know as Power. Uh, so you, have, you definitely have some power in these leading roles. And it's just funny trying to see, especially in the first episode, these inept otaku having to act as these sort of military units against this army who have these shobon faces, I think it's called, where it almost looks like an uwu face. Uh, I think if you look it up, you'll know what I mean. Uh, or I can, it's, I can send, Cordell send you what it looks like. But it's just this emoji face on top of these helmets, and this is what the otaku have to fight against. Like these soldiers dressed in these helmets. Uh, so I think Magical Destroyers is just one of those nonsense anime for spring that I'll just watch for this kind of turn your brain off mayhem. And I'm sure it's going to kind of parody or praise otaku culture throughout its run. Uh, so I don't think this is going to be any like sort of stellar anime. But again, just, just one of those, those mid-anime that I like to enjoy every now and then. 
Well, speaking of weird shows, next is The Marginal Service. Uh, we are two episodes in out of 12, and all I can think of is, what the fuck is this show? Yeah, what exactly am I watching here? Like, I'm always intrigued by a weird show that makes me stop and think, what the fuck is this or what the fuck is happening? So I'm invested to see where it goes. But the premise feels very similar to men in black of all things where it's like Mm -hmm. these aliens or like creatures that can live peacefully and secretly within human society but then you have this group called the marginal service which i equate to the men in black where they're there to keep some of these like aliens or creatures in check if they're breaking the rules of being you know part of society okay see that's what i was confused about they call them borderlanders in this show yeah but i was so confused because like Borderlanders is just like a general group of them. So I didn't know if the service was trying to get rid of all of them or just the ones that were immediate threats. Well, they did briefly mention in the first episode that they are allowed to live peacefully among society, but there are a bunch of them that still like run amok. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where I started to think, okay, that sounds like Men in Black because I haven't watched Men in Black in a long time, but there are aliens in Men in Black that I think are like in secretly living in society. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's from the preview visual that came out where it's just the main characters all like butt naked. <laughs> I did not get that premise for, I did not get this premise from that visual at all. Um, but I don't know. I don't think this is, I'm, I don't think I'm latching onto this as much as I did with other original anime from previous seasons like Akiba Maid War or Buddy Daddies. Uh, the lead is Mamoru Miyano as Brian Knight Raider, which is awesome. But I don't even think like that star power is going to keep me invested. So I, I think I we're two episodes into this one, but I might drop it if the third episode doesn't keep me interested. You're not even interested in the construction outfits with the parachute pants. <laughs> no, not really. like it. That's cool and all, but yeah, it's just not my vibe. Although I do get like Guardians of the Galaxy vibes from this too, maybe because they have that talking that talking squirrel or whatever. Yeah, I could do without that character. Yeah, <laughs> but outside of that, like, I don't know. I'm I just I'm not vibing with this show. Next on our list is Heavenly Delusion. We are four episodes in out of thirteen episodes, and damn production IG, this is like movie level quality animation. Yes, very cinematic. I'm surprised they can pump this out every week, but if it's production IG, I wouldn't expect anything less from them. I get, okay, so this is about like a post-apocalyptic society or Tokyo where there seems to be a separate facility where like some of these children are safe and protected from the craziness happening in the outside world. Um, So I'm getting vibes of like The Promised Neverland. But yeah, let's but better. <laughs> yeah, let's hope it doesn't flop and end horribly like season two of The Promised Neverland. Um, our good friend Kevin also said that he gets Parasite vibes. For anyone who's seen Parasite the Maxim, which I can definitely see. And I also get Darling in the Franks vibes. For anyone who's seen that, mostly around like the society that they have for the kids and like how they're protected and how they're starting to uh, explore their adolescence. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious because there are two differing plot lines right now, one with the facility and one with two characters who are 
out in the apocalypse, post-apocalyptic world, um, away from the facility. So very curious to see how these plot lines converge and yeah, just understanding the world even more. Uh, and I think the running thing is trying to find heaven uh, for the pair in the outside world or seeing what the outside is for the characters in the facility. And if those ideas clash at all or if they commingle at all. Yeah, I'm really interested. It's got such a cool like mystery element to it with this weird, strange world. Um, we haven't even scratched the surface of like what happened to the world and why it's in this post-apocalyptic state. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think it's one of my favorites so far this season. Next, we have what could be one of the heaviest hitters for spring 2023, and that is Oshinoko. This one was definitely unexpected. Holy I, shit, yeah. I think Oshinoko to 2023 is what my dress-up darling was to 2022 because I think everyone's been raving about the manga and now it being adapted into anime. And the one thing I knew about it is that it had that hour and a half pilot episode. And after we watched it, and I understood why. <laughs> like, I understood the hype right away. Yeah, to clarify, we're one episode in out of 11 because the one episode, the first episode, is an hour and a half long. And I was surprised at the length. Um, I was wondering why they would make the first episode basically the length of a full movie. But after watching it, I completely understood the reason behind it. Um, I think it was a smart decision by Doga Kobo to have the prologue be as long as it was because it would have been best told as one whole piece similar to kind of like the first episode of to your eternity season one although that one was just a regular sized episode it just needed to be told in one go mm -hmm. to have the impact that it has also holy shit dogakobo i didn't know you could do this kind of thing like i've seen plenty of dogakobo anime and they have this similar type of vibe and a sim similar type of animation quality which always looks good but something about oshinoko they are pulling out all the stops for this one yeah, they really want to make Ai Hoshino waifu of the year, just like with Marin last year. And I feel like Oshinoko is airing at a very uh, interesting time for us because the premise yes. is about an idol who gives birth to uh, her twins. And they go through like talking about like pregnancy a little bit and about delivering the babies and all that. And I'm like, hey, we just went through that. <laughs> it's very relatable for us. Yeah, and just from that, I thought this was going to be some comedy about getting reincarnated as the child of your favorite idol, but that's not the case at all. Like, It, it goes almost like a 180 once you reach the end of that first episode, but it's just, I think this is going to be such a fascinating show to watch, especially because it kind of deals with the the dark side of the idol or the entertainment industry in Japan, as well as just being this unfolding drama. Again, that kind of comes out of a really comedic premise. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. I'll, I'll echo that because I thought it was going to be, just reading the synopsis, I thought it was going to be a, co a comedy with hijinks about these twins who are actually adultery incarnated. Like That just seems like the vibe it was going for. And none of us, I think, were prepared for these heavy themes. Like you said, of like, the themes around how fake and, and full of lies the idol industry is, um, how how 
grueling it can be to try and become like a famous celebrity, um, how you have to sell your soul in order to make it in some of these industries. Like there's some really heavy themes that are playing out throughout this first episode, at least, which I'm sure will linger on into the full show. Um, so I'm I'm very surprised. I just I, w- I didn't know what to expect. I remember that one of our patrons had mentioned this one. The big yikes. Yes, yes. Thank you for the big yikes for uh, sharing your pick for this show and encouraging us to watch it because I didn't know anything going into this. And now I am pleasantly surprised and very eager to watch the rest of it. Next up is Dr. Stone New World, which I'm watching, but Carl hasn't seen any of Dr. Stone. I'm three episodes in out of 11 and it's good. Like it's more of the same Dr. Stone, but in a good way. Um, I will say the first few episodes were solid, but it did feel like they were kind of rushing through a lot of the science behind uh, some of Senku's like scientific milestones and kind of adding all of this new technology very quickly. Like they're just kind of running through it. Uh, And one of the things I appreciated about Dr. Stone um, earlier on is that they took the time and effort to explain the science behind everything that Senku did. But here again, they're kind of moving pretty quickly through it. But then at the end of the third episode, there was a plot twist that was both creepy and super exciting. And I'm excited to see where they're going to take the show from here. Like, I think it's going to pivot the show in a very cool direction. So if you're a Dr. Stone fan, definitely watch New World. I think it's going to add a really intriguing element to the storyline. And what if you're not a Dr. Stone fan like myself? Watch it anyway. (laughs) It's great science. (laughs) I, I, I should pick up Dr. Stone. Next is, oh boy, what might be the most memed anime from this season. It's Kamikatsu Working for God in a Godless World, which I did not realize you started watching. Please enlighten me about all these fucking memes. (laughs) Well, okay, so I'm two episodes into, I think they shortened the title to Kamikatsu. Uh, It's sitting at a 6.81 on Mal. So yeah, I think this will be another mid outing for me. You know, I just went off the premise on Mal and found it interesting where it's the the main character is part of a strange cult that is led by his father. And uh, I think there's a ritual where he's supposed to take over. He ends up drowning in that ritual, but then wakes up in this reincarnated world. And so I thought from that, like, this is going to be like some isekai parody. And I think the the character, the main character Yukito, is also aware that he's been isekai, so he's expecting the same tropes. Uh, but he has this mindset of, you know, he's just so disgusted by how his father's been leading the strange cult that he would rather live in a godless world, and that's kind of what he gets in this isekai. But then realizes that he has to rely on a deity uh, to continue to thrive in this world, and that deity seems to be the one that his father's cult was worshiping. So really strange premise, but I think it's going to make for an interesting ride. But yeah, I know that this show is notorious right now for having some of the worst CGI animation that anyone has ever seen. It's bad. It's real (laughs) bad. Some of these monsters look awful in in a CG way. (laughs) So the monster that appears in the first episode... Uh, I found a comparison to the manga, and we can share a photo of this in the Discord. It does not look as threatening as it does in the manga. It's kind of like they, they it's like they took this from a low poly PS1 game and thought, 
yeah, that's going to work. Um, I know there's another meme floating around about, I think in a later episode, I've not caught up yet. They just superimposed one of the characters' faces onto like this grainy image of someone riding a tractor and tried to make it look like animation. Uh, yeah, it's so, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I don't know if this show is aiming to be meme material, but even if that's not the case, I'm still going to tag along for the ride just to see if, you know, if this show is going to tackle the concept of faith or like delve upon the, the techniques that cults use to gain leaders because I think that's what Yukito is kind of working with um, in establishing a god in this world. But yeah, Kamikatsu is <laughs> is is definitely an interesting anime for this season. I also have a link on Reddit to a video of the CG monsters so that people can see how horrible it looks. Oh, it was and awful. And then we also have a, a TikTok of the tractor scene from from our, our good friend Jason. So we'll we'll share all that in the Discord so you guys can see just how bad and memeable this anime is turning out. It's so bad that it's good. I can't I'll tell if maybe, yeah, like, way. are they being ironic with how bad it is? I don't know, because it's a comedy. We'll see. Next is one of the bigger anime, one of the more highly anticipated anime for the season, and that's Hell's Paradise, which is a MAPPA Studio production. We are four episodes in out of 13 episodes, and I think it's pretty interesting so far, but I don't think you feel the same way. I don't know. Something about this... <laughs> Maybe this is a hot take, but something about this screams very mid to me. <laughs> um, but I guess to be a little more honest, like it seems like a good show, but I think I'm just having the same lukewarm feelings towards it as I do towards Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, I would say it's not at the level of like Mappa's other recent works. Like it's definitely not at the level mm-hmm. of AOT. It's not at the level of JJK. It's not at the level of Vinland Saga. Um, or Chainsaw Man, but I think it's still promising. the the point The premise behind it is that there's these like these criminals um, who are given the chance at a, a like a pardon for their their crimes if they can go to this special island and get an elixir that provides I think either immortality or eternal youth or something like or that. Immortality, yeah. And so um, I feel like this premise has been done before. Yeah. especially recently I watched a show I think just a couple seasons ago called Buchigire I think the English title was Shine on Bakumatsu Bad Boys where it was a group of criminals who were put together by the government to fulfill some sort of goal um, but this one seems way better in terms of execution and storyline and again seems more promising and I enjoy a good mystery and the mystery of this like fantastical island that they're going to has grabbed my attention and not all the characters, but some of them are pretty intriguing. So I don't know. I, I feel like I could get behind this one. But I see what you mean where it's not like a killer show. It's not a mm-hmm. standout show yet. But who knows? It's still early days. Maybe there's something that's going to happen later on that's going to really take this show to another level. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because the story for Hell's Paradise or Jigokuraku, it just feels so derivative to me. And I have the same feelings again with Jujutsu Kaisen. I wrote in my notes after watching the, the first episode is that this feels like a feudal and brutal hunter exam in pursuit of immortality. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, who knows? My opinion might change. Maybe it'll, I'll just continue to have the same opinion of this show as with JJK. But I will commend MAPPA for still having excellent action sequences in the show. Even the vibrant colors of like the flora and the fauna of the island itself, I think it was called Shinsenkyo, is very fascinating to look at and even seeing the sort of monstrous deities that these criminals have to face. But yeah, if, if there's something that will make me have a turning point with this show, I have yet to find out. Next on the list is the reason why Rayliana ended up at the Duke's mansion. The fuck? Yeah, basically, this is a show I put on my list because the main male protagonist uh, is voiced by my favorite voice actor, Yuichiro Umehara. How many times have you heard that reason for me watching a show? But this falls into that same category. I have watched two episodes out of 12, and it's good. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, it's it's on my list just to hear Umehara. Um and like the romance itself is like okay so far um but yeah i think it's just it's gonna be like a i don't want to say mid like it's not gonna be a bad anime i just feel like it's gonna be a very average romance anime uh one thing that is throwing me off is the animation it's kind of weird like it looks well drawn but then the motion and the character movements seem super stilted pretty often so i feel like you know, you could pick this one up. You could also not pick this one up and you're probably not going to miss out on anything. But so far, like, me? yeah, <laughs> so far it's good enough where I will continue watching it um, and see where it goes. The whole premise is this girl is killed in her world, Isekai to another world, which is a, a storybook that she's read before. So she knows how the plot plays out and uses that to her advantage to try and rework the timeline of events so that her character doesn't get killed off. Looks like this w- was originally a South Korean web novel. Oh, really? That then turned into a webtoon. Oh, okay. And next up is one of the biggest anime for the season. It's Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village Arc. We can finally talk about the first episode, which is the only episode we've seen so far. Oh, yeah, because we saw it in the to the Swordsmith Village arc movie that we watched a couple months ago. Yeah, the special screening where it was like the last two episodes of Entertainment District arc and then the premiere of the first episode of the Swordsmith Village arc. And of course, we'll be reviewing this when the season wraps up here on Strictly Anime. But um, as far as the first episode goes, it's it's more Demon Slayer. Like it's mm-hmm. a transitional episode, as Carl likes to say, because it's taking us from the end of the Entertainment District arc, which kind of ended abruptly. To the swordsmith, yeah, to this new arc, yeah, it's just bridging the gap. Um, it still has a lot of really interesting potential plot twists for Demon Slayer. It left me with a ton of questions. I was like, "What the fuck does all this mean? Who are these people?" So I'm excited to watch the rest of the season. I also like that this season is going to focus on both the love Hashira and the missed Hashira because now they're just grouping the Hashiras together. There's too many to go through. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this won't last like nine seasons. Uh, But like Courtney said, I'm fascinated with how this season is almost intensely focusing on Tanjiro's past and his familial connections, which I think is going to shake up the story of Demon Slayer as we know it. Um, So, yeah. More Demon Slayer, but more fun. Next is Insomniacs After School. I'm watching this, um, but it's not on your list. I'm two episodes in out of 13, and it's cute. 
I like it so far. It seems like it'll be the wholesome romance on my list for this season. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to have any super dramatic elements to the story. So I think it's going to be, I don't know, just like that that warm, fluffy romance that you need at least on your list every single season. I don't know. I don't have much to say about it because the first two episodes are really good. The animation is gorgeous. It's by uh, Leiden Films, so I have you know high hopes for it. But as far as what actually happens in those first two episodes, it's really just setting up the premise that there's these two students who are both insomniacs and they're trying to find like a safe haven, not a safe haven, but like a restful place, I guess you could say, in their school where they can take naps during the day. And that... Um, that commonality between the two of them brings them together very, very quickly because they think like, oh, I'm, I must be the only person who's suffering from insomnia. You know, I, I can't tell anybody about it. No one be, will be able to relate to me about it, but then they're able to relate to each other. And then mm. I think from there, a romance will blossom. Okay, because I, I was also interested in this show, particularly because I think sometimes I can be an insomniac. But let me ask you, between... Skip and Loafer and Insomniacs After School, which of these, I guess, romance-oriented shows should I pick up? I feel like you're going to like Skip and Loafer maybe a little bit better. Mm, it's okay. like Goofy is a comedy plus drama. Um, Insomniacs After School might be a little too melodramatic for you. Uh, okay. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm only two episodes in, so if that changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> And next we have Konosuba, an explosion on this wonderful world. I really like Konosuba, like the main Konosuba anime. And I love Megumin. She's one of my favorite female anime characters. So I've been excited for this like spinoff or like prequel show for a while that follows Megumin's backstory before she um, meets up with Kazuma and the gang. And I, I think it's great so far. The humor is good, but it doesn't quite hit as hard as the humor from the main Konosuba anime mostly because you don't have Kazuma and Aqua there to steal the show. But it does have that same vibe. So if you enjoy that same kind of dry, in-your-face humor that Konosuba has, there is still some of that, of course, in this spinoff. Um, there's also a nice, like, serious element to it with Je uh, Megumin's genuine desire to learn explosion magic. No matter, like, how many times people tell her it's dumb or, or pointless, she really, really wants to achieve this goal. And it also goes through her friendship with Union, which we all know is more of like a love-hate relationship or more of a rivalry. So it's it's different from the main Konosuba anime in the sense that there are more serious themes at play that pop up from time to time, but you're still going to get the fun, nonsensical stuff that you get in Konosuba in general. I know you haven't seen Konosuba. Would you ever pick it up? Um, I've heard a lot of people say good things about it. Yeah, all these sound foreign to me. Megumin... Kazuma, Aqua. <laughs> and Darkness. <laughs> darkness. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably stow this away in uh, like the till later pile. <laughs> but I know that you really loved, and so did I, The Devils of Part-Timer Season 1. Like that mm -hmm. humor was so good. I would say of all of the comedy anime that I've seen, Konosuba hits closest to what we experienced with season one of Devil's a Part-Timer. So I think that's why I enjoy it so much. But I, I encourage you to to watch it. How many seasons? I think it's two seasons and a movie. I love the movie. The movie was so good. Okay. Oh, was it 10 episodes per season? Yeah, it's not too long. It's a quick watch. Okay. 
Maybe I'll bump it up then in my to watch for a later list. And the last anime that uh, we are currently watching is Ranking of Kings, The Treasure Chest of Courage. I'm glad to see more of Boji and Kage, but I'll be honest, this just feels like an extended OVA because it's like mini adventures that took place in the middle of the main Ranking of Kings anime. Yeah. So to call it like a season, I don't think would be entirely accurate. Like it, it is, I guess, a season, but it's more of like a bunch of OVAs. Like that's what it feels like. It's kind of like a, a season 1.5. I won't even call it. It's like a season 0.5 or season 0.75 because um, yeah, it's right now we've watched the first episode and it so far it's been two one shot stories that seem to take place during season one and there, there's nothing really of importance to the overall plot that they've shared in these mini episodes it's just kind of like fill in the blank things for us to get extra content out of ranking of kings i think it's all stuff from the manga that didn't make it into the main anime oh is it? i think I could be wrong about that. But either way, don't go into it expecting a continuation of the main Ranking of Kings story. It really is like the the bits that happen in between. This is an aside, but hearing the title of the Treasure Chest of Courage always makes me think of Caravan of Courage. I don't know if you ever heard of this movie. No, I it's haven't. Like a, it's a Star Wars spinoff movie that focuses on like the Ewoks. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah. I have to differentiate Caravan of Courage with Ranking of Kings, the treasure chest of courage. Even though they're they're both about, um, I guess, short characters. <laughs> and the last category is either upcoming anime that haven't aired yet for the season or shows that are airing, we just haven't started yet. And the first one is Tony Kawa, Over the Moon for You, season two. I haven't started it yet because, honestly, I just wasn't super into season one. I thought it was just okay. Um, so I'm not really eager to watch this. I will watch it, I'm sure. Um, but I'm just going to watch it, like, on my own time when I find time among all of, the, all of these other shows that I'm currently watching. So, yeah, I just I felt lukewarm about season one. So I'll, I'll jump on season two when... I find the motivation to do so. I know a lot of people love Tony Kawa. I think it's it's a, a really cute story. Um, and I'm hoping season two dives into the female protagonist. I forget her name. The female protagonist's backstory because she seems to be a very otherworldly individual. Um, but if not, then I guess it's going to be more of the same cutesy stuff from Tony Kawa. Next is something I don't even know if it's going to premiere this season, but it's the My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu Climax OVA that we have all been waiting a million years for. According to Mal, it's supposed to come out now, but who knows? I did see some discussion. I think someone said that it did technically air in Japan. We just need to wait for it to show up on streaming services. Who knows how long that'll take? Do you have to wait? I know, right? <laughs> you can find other ways to watch it. Um, but who knows at this point? It's been, I want to say at least two or three years they've been teasing this OVA. And I just really want to watch it because I'm always down for more snafu. Then we have Black Clover, Sword of the Wizard King, which is the Black Clover movie. I will be watching this whenever I finish the Black Clover anime. So not much to say about this yet. I don't even know if it's going to premiere right away. Although it might because I think it's on Netflix. Similarly, there is the Rascal Does Not Dream of a Sister Venturing Out movie, um, which I'll watch whenever we have access to it here in the States. I think it's kind of like a spinoff movie of sorts from Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, where it follows um, his sister 
and her storyline. So I don't know how much we'll get of like the main characters, but I'm down to watch it. And then there's Blue Orchestra, which you have on your list. Yeah. Looks like this one's going to be 24 episodes right now. It's sitting at a male rating of 7.39. I was only interested in it because it's a music anime, but I might put this on the back burner because I, I want to start delving more into music anime because you know i'm a musician or i guess former musician uh it's just yeah i'll I'll add this one to the repertoire probably not going to start it this season especially because it's 24 episodes uh well just this will be like a wait and see to see if it does end up being any good and last is eternal boys next stage which is also on your list yeah, this is a sequel movie to Eternal Boys, which I actually finished watching during our quote-unquote hiatus. Um, Eternal Boys being about a group of middle-aged men who come together and form an idol group and watching their sort of rags-to-riches story. I think part of this is going to be a recap of the, I think it was like 24-ish mini-episodes of the series, and then... A little bit of new content. Um, obviously, in this case, I'm just going to skip all the recap and go straight to the new content. But yeah, I thought Eternal Boys was was a pretty decent show. Again, it's about a cast of characters that you wouldn't expect in anime. Again, these kind of late 30s, early 40 year old men um, who do their best in an industry that so like heavily favors the, the younger crowd. Or like a, a younger demographic, um, but it had a lot of great hijinks, a lot of a lot of um, themes around still doing what makes you happy, even if you're a little bit older. And yeah, just want to get a little bit more closure on this series before it just goes into the original anime abyss. <laughs> And there's all the anime we have on our list for spring 2023. But of course, if there are any other shows that you guys think we should pick up, that you think we'd enjoy, that you think we can't miss out on, please let us know. We love taking recommendations from you guys. And as we mentioned earlier, if you want to hear our final thoughts on the season after it's finished, it's exclusive for our patrons. So you can head over to patreon.com slash strictly series and listen to that when the season wraps up or listen to our recently posted winter 2023 end of season review. Once again, it's nice to be back behind the microphone. We missed this. We missed you guys, even though we had our episodes out. Hopefully there's been no uh, no real gap for, for you guys, but we are glad to be back and we Good appreciate all back. the support. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you again to Hernstrom for the amazing gift, the fun quiz. I feel like I need to freshen up on what we do here at Strictly <laughs> Anime a little bit, but no, this has been wonderful and we appreciate all the support. As always, subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, like Lazo and Hernstrom, then head over to patreon.com slash thestrictlyseries. And tune into Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.